0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager. Let's
1: go, man! Bear it I'll do. It. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network.
2: Just another day in 49ers paradise with absolutely nothing to talk about. Such a boring team to cover. I hate it, guys. We, we can never find topics on this show. It's just, it's it's, it's such a drag. Man, I wish we could just uh, go and cover a more exciting team. Uh, just kidding. The 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, the probably the biggest name on the available trade market, at least publicly right now. All-pro running back obviously hasn't had that status for a couple years, but he was a thousand thousand guy back in his last full season, 2019. And now the 49ers are bringing him to the Bay area. I don't want to say bringing him home, but Christian McCaffrey has a lot of history in the Bay area, set all kinds of records at Stanford. Uh, those were some, some fun years that I got to cover him. That was, that was just awesome to behold how Christian McCaffrey dominated at Stanford. 3,864 all purpose yards in one season in 2015, that broke Barry Sanders NCAA record. It shattered it by like a thousand yards. It was crazy. Um, Kyle Shanahan may or may not have babysat Christian McCaffrey at one point. Uh, we'll try to find out the truth on that.'ve I've heard differing versions of that story from people in McCaffrey's family and from Shanahan himself, but the you know the the key here is that they're very close. And John Lynch and, and Christian McCaffrey are both Stanford alumni. So everything that really tied together here, I feel over the last couple decades, has now ultimately tied together with Christian McCaffrey coming to the 49ers at the cost of a big haul, Matt. Four picks, but none of them are first-rounders, although the 49ers were willing to send their 2023 second-round pick to Carolina to bring in this star player.
3: Yeah. Um, it's, he managed to boot Jim Harbaugh's return to Levi's Stadium off the front page. That, that is a, a major feat already for Christian McCaffrey. Um, uh, he's just a great fit for this, this offense with a gigantic caveat, um, that, uh, he's been injured the last two seasons. And so you have all these, I mean, this is just going to be a crazy weekend. (laughs) The Chiefs are coming. Jim Harbaugh is coming. Remember, we began the week talking about injuries, injuries, injuries. That was the big theme coming out of the Atlanta Falcons game. And, uh, now they, uh, they add Christian McCaffrey, um, and it's got this asterisk next to it whenever you, you kind of talk about him. If healthy, he's going to be undoubtedly just a, a shot in the arm for this team. Um, I, I'd love to take credit for this uh, little nugget. Uh, I actually read it in our comments section. One of our readers uh, posted it, but the reader noted that, you know, in, in the Atlanta game, two of the big plays were Jeff Wilson's fumble and Ray Ray McLeod's drop. Um, and, uh, McCaffrey can play both of those positions. Uh, it just sort of, uh, kind of underscores his value to this offense. And, uh, Dennis, uh, no one knows quite yet whether he's going to suit up <laughs> against the, uh, the Chiefs, but he's certainly going to play against the Rams in, uh, in a week or so. Uh, what are your thoughts about, uh, adding Christian McCaffrey to the, to the roster? I'm
1: excited. Um, you know, he, he is an explosive player. Uh, you know, he he brings that you know home run hit every single time he 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 touches the ball, and on paper you you look at it, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey and you got Debo, and you think how in the heck can you stop this Kyle Shanahan offense? And then I look deeper, and you know, the last two years this cat's been hurt, and yeah. I mean, it's the NFL and that's what it's about, but you got to be on the football field. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a little guy. I mean, he's a guy that's been beat up. Carolina really beat this kid up, but he's an explosive player. I mean, I'm a hold out on my judgment right now because I'm going to see just how durable he is. Now, remember, this is a 49ers football team that guys just drop, especially running backs. And they go through the running backs, and I feel bad for guys like Jeff Wilson Jr., who's 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 played hard, you know, for this football team. I mean, he's been the guy that you can kind of count on. Yes, he's had some fumbles, but he he's had some some good games, and he's really stood up when the 49ers needed him, especially this football season. But that's the NFL; that's what happens in the NFL. Um, but you look at this kid; I mean, he's on paper. It looks like you know he's he's in he's an incredible player. He he was in in. Incredible college player. He's been. He's had a great pro career, but he's had a injury-prone pro career, and he's he's kind of beat up. He's a little dude, like I said. So, I mean, it, it looks good. We're going to see what happens. I'm gonna hold out on my judgment, but it's good to have him on. A John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. They've done a great job. I don't know what you know which between Trey Lance and now this. I don't know what kind of draft picks. You know this team has but you know this not is not many think, this is what, this is what this
0: they're gonna have
2: is. a handful but they don't have any any high draft picks which is interesting to me they, they this, yeah, is the, yeah. this is the first time they haven't owned a first or second rounder for the yeah, next so, draft.
3: you know but they first time since do well 1977. A, yeah, yeah yeah, in this regime well. in this regime 49ers do well
1: fifth round draft picks so you know hopefully that's what they're they're gonna bank on but you know i again you know, I'm a hold out. I'm a hold out. Uh, you know, he, we're going to see what he does. Can he stay? You know, Can he stay upright in this offense that 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 tends to kind of, you know, grind on running backs? And, you know, he's got a history of being injured. But, you know, welcome. Welcome to the. You know, I played with his dad, won a Super Bowl with his dad. So it's kind of cool. You know, not see the legacy here with the 49ers. I'm excited. You know,
2: Dennis, this is cool because you brought up the dad connection. The 49ers will be wearing the throwback red jerseys with the white pants on Sunday which is, for Christian McCaffrey's presumptive first game, I think he is going to play, at least in some red zone packages. That's kind of the, the feeling here on the street. So assuming that he does play on Sunday, Christian McCaffrey is going to wear the same uniform, not the same exact uniform, but the same uniform design, as his dad wore in his final game with the 49ers, which was the Super Bowl in 1994, the, yep. the red throwback tops with the white pants. And I went and found a picture online yesterday and um, – I think that's that's super cool because Ed McCaffrey played for the 49ers in 1994, and then Ed followed Mike Shanahan to the Denver Broncos. Christian, I believe, was born in 1995, so he was born after uh, the Ed McCaffrey's stint with the 49ers, but Kyle Shanahan was a teenager in Denver, obviously Mike's son, and that's where all this family connection and some of the babysitting happened. We know for sure that Kyle's sister... Babysat Christian McCaffrey and all the other McCaffrey boys. There's four of them in the late 90s, early 2000s there in Denver. But supposedly Kyle Shanahan was assigned some babysitting, but he might have snuck away from it. Uh, and that's something that we're going to have to get to the bottom of because because now Christian McCaffrey is playing for him all these years later. But the, all these family connections are cool. I will say one thing about the injuries. I, I'm not on either side of this. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to stay healthy or not. But it's been, an, it's been interesting. He hasn't been, quote-unquote, injury-prone his whole career. In fact, Christian McCaffrey's first three seasons with the 49ers, uh, with, with the Carolina Panthers in the NFL— were 48 games possible, and he played in all 48. He played in 16 games for all three seasons. It wasn't until the COVID season, 2020, where he only played three, and then I believe seven, the next one in 2021. He's played all six here in 2022. So, I mean, we'll hear the 49ers rationale for giving up a lot for Christian McCaffrey later. But Matt, I almost feel that uh, I'm going to predict that they're going to say, we, you know, we think that that COVID compromised offseason threw him off, and we think that those issues are behind him. Uh, I don't know if they're right or not, but obviously, if you're going to invest this much in Christian McCaffrey, some of you has to think that the last two years are the fluke and that the first three years are going to be more the norm.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, part of the 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 issue, I think, is that he's he's a hard guy to take off the field. I mean, he does a little bit of everything, so he's played a lot of snaps. He, even, I think he, he missed uh, 23 of 33 possible games the last two seasons. That That's a lot, but even... With missing those, um, he is, uh, among active running backs, uh, there are only five guys who have uh, played more snaps than him. And they're all uh, older. Some are are much older than him and and no longer in starting roles. So, um, you know, it's uh, a a little bit of uh, a double-edged sword with uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's a three-down running back. You can play him uh, out of the slot. You can split him wide as a wide receiver, this, that, and the other. Uh, it means that uh, he's on the field quite a bit. For example, in, in these teams uh, week five meeting, uh, McCaffrey played 86 percent of the snaps. Uh, by comparison, Jeff Wilson, the, the 49ers uh, starting running back that day played 58% of the snaps. So uh, there, there's a there's a lot of accumulation there already and he's 26 years old. so that's that you know that's gonna be my question to, to Shanahan and John Lynch. Do you, do you try to kind of uh, govern that? Do you do you kind of keep it at seventy-five percent? You know what, what's what's the number that you're going to try to uh, you know re- reduce the injuries over time because there's already a lot of wear and tear on him. And and, and Dennis is right; he's not a huge guy, um, and uh, he's bulked up. He's done a good job of sort of um, kind of girding himself, preparing himself for the the rigors of the NFL, but. Those catch up after a while, and, and that's what is. It's not the, uh, the 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 total games that he's played. It's the fact that his injury uh, prone games have come later in his career, uh, and and so uh, y- y- you wonder whether that's going to continue down the road.
1: Yeah, and you know, it, it's like I said again on paper, it, it looks fantastic, and you know, and and this plays to you know Debo not wanting to be the running back, the best running back on the football field. Now you can get back to. Kind of what he does, back what he does best uh, is, is be a receiver and get those yak yards, and, and it plays great for Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't want to go down the field. He wants to check it off, and this is this is a guy that he's got great hands. We've talked about it, uh, and you can play him out the backfield. So again, on paper, it looks great. This is going to be a great addition to a Cal Shanahan offense. Now you have to look at this offensive line. Trip Williams gets an opportunity to start practicing this week. I saw. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with McGlinchey, but uh, this is this is an offensive line that's been getting better. They've been getting better. And, you know, now they have to really get they really have to get good. And, you know, we we talk about Christian McCaffrey, but Kansas City Chiefs are coming to town. What's going on with that defense? What's that defensive front going to be? Nick Bosa, they're going to be back. Um, but, you know, with adding Christian McCaffrey. It, it makes this offense explosive and this offense needs something. It needs a kick in the butt. It needs to get into rhythm. You know, Kyle Shanahan often should be scoring 30, 30, 35 points a week easily. So, you know, you can do it with this player, but it fits into what they kind of want to do. And, you know, we're not talking Trey Lance. I mean, what happens with Trey Lance? I think this is the piece that Kyle Shanahan wants. I think Kyle Shanahan wants this explosive backfield, this explosive back. Um, So it looks good. And, you know, I'm going to say that now, you know, we, we're going to have 49ers are going to have an explosive offense with Christian McCaffrey because he is that player. He is that big gash player. He's that big yak player. You add him with Debo, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, and then you have an explosive offense. But this offense needs something. I think that's what they were. You know, that's what they, you know, Trey Lance is not going to be that guy right now. It's got to be Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback, and you need explosiveness, and you need big gash plays, and he brings it to the table.
2: Yeah, especially on the ground. So the 49ers, I look at this as a short-term and a long-term need. They they traded, let's go over what they traded for Christian McCaffrey first. They traded their second-round pick, one of their third-round picks next year. They have three of them because the, they have the original pick and two comp picks And a fourth round pick for the 2023 draft. And then they traded a fifth round pick in the 2024 draft. So a total of four picks. The Panthers are convinced that all of that cumulatively adds up to about the value of a later first round pick 49ers are okay with it because a they didn't have a 2023 first round pick they used that to trade up to number three for lance and and b they they have all these comp picks rolling in and they're going to be more rolling in through the the free agency formula here in this 2023 offseason because they lost dj jones and players like that that um they, they think they're going to be well-stocked in the lower rounds of the draft again, and through that, the 49ers, they believe in their personnel department because they've hit so often on fifth-round picks and all that, so they're excited for that. But still, big cost for Christian McCaffrey, and with that cost, you have to have, I think, both short-term and long-term goals with the acquisition, right? Short-term-wise, the 49ers' pass offense right now ranks number 7 in efficiency, and their run offense ranks way down at number. twelve. 26, That discrepancy would be even bigger if you removed week one, the Trey Lance monsoon game, because the 49ers actually ran decently well in week one. They didn't pass at all right in, in the rain. If you remove week one, I think it's top five passing, almost number 30 rushing for the 49ers. And it was really bad this past week on the ground, right, against Atlanta. And I think that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch blame a lot of the rushing issues On the running back personnel. A, they designed a lot of this around having the threat of Trey Lance's legs. They obviously don't have those anymore. And B, they don't have Elijah Mitchell anymore. And Elijah Mitchell should be back probably around the Chargers game on November 13th. But until then, you have a lot of important football games. I mean, you're playing the uh, Chiefs on Sunday and then you play the Rams in two weeks or less than two weeks now at this point since it's already late in the week here before the Chiefs game. And you're going to need a better rushing attack than the 49ers have been putting on tape to balance out this offense. So in the short term, you think Christian McCaffrey can improve that bottom barrel rushing efficiency, which definitely doesn't coincide well with what Kyle Shanahan is trying to do. Then you look at the longer term. If you're a 49ers fan, you salivate at the idea of pairing Christian McCaffrey with Debo Samuel, pairing him with Kyle Juszczyk, pairing him with George Kittle, pairing him, I mean, I could just go down the list, with these positionless, skill position players. The 49ers are going to be the most versatile offense in football, and that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants. He wants running backs who could line up at receiver, receivers who could line up at running back, and guys who could shift pre-snap so that you completely butcher the integrity of the defense. They could be out nickel, so then you line up big. You move guys into the backfield. If a defense is in base, you move Christian McCaffrey out into the slot, and he starts working against a linebacker. Guess what? Game over. So Kyle Shanahan will be able to orchestrate that now at a level that is unprecedented even for Kyle Shanahan because he has an all-pro in Christian McCaffrey if he stays healthy. So McCaffrey is here with the 49ers to improve that run game first and foremost, but B, he also can bolster the pass game because he's so versatile. And I see this as a short-term, long-term track where the 49ers try to have both benefits given how much they paid.
3: Puts a lot of pressure on Kyle Shanahan now. I mean, he's the he's the ultimate chess master, and he finally has all of the pieces that that he wants. So um, they're right in the middle of the pack right now. This trade ought to allow them to break away from that that pack and you know challenge the Eagles and some of these other elite uh, NFC teams. And um, I agree with you. I mean, you you've seen this team uh, as far as your your short term analysis. You've seen this team go into the tank. When they don't have the the right running backs, you saw it last year, almost right out of the gate, when Raheem Mostert got hurt, and then uh, Elijah Mitchell got got hurt, and he was hurt quite a bit last year. And I think that's part of this trade as well. If they love Elijah Mitchell, they just can't rely on Elijah Mitchell, um, and uh, you're you're seeing it this year too with uh, Elijah Mitchell's Week One injury. Um, and and Dennis's point uh, was a good one. Um, it's a really nice fit. With the way Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball, especially out of the out of the backfield stuff, um, Garoppolo throws a a very quick ball and uh, he throws it in stride. These guys can get good yak yards after it. Um, I I start to question whether that element is going to be compromised next year if Trey Lance is the quarterback and uh, he hasn't been as good at that. I think that that comes with practice and repetitions and and whatnot. Uh, but uh, I think David's right. I think that'll be secondary. I think the the big focus with a Lance uh, McCaffrey backfield is, uh, is the running game and all the different things that they can do with it. Um, that, that, that's a, a question for next year. And how much Shanahan wants to run with Trey Lance, given what happened this year, he got very prickly when we asked him, uh, we kind of grilled him on, on why Lance was running so much. And, uh, that that promises to be a fun line of questioning in the spring and in summer next year. But right now, um, it all seemed to fit. But like like I said, Dennis, a lot of pressure on Shanahan, on the 49ers to really kind of uh, do a uh, a Rams thing now and take that midseason trade and uh and and go the distance with it.
1: Yeah, and we always talk about Kyle Shanahan being this offensive genius and uh, you know his ability to to be so creative and you know and then we we see games like Atlanta when you know it's it looks like it just disappears and and you look for you know where is this Kyle Shanahan where is this explosive offense and then you don't see it and you start questioning you know it's it, it is Kyle really that that offensive genius can he really put together you know, these great drives and these, these great offenses that you can't stop. And, you know, Dave, you talk about the ability to turn running backs into receivers and receivers into running backs and confuse defenses and, and you just haven't seen it. And, you know, here's, here's the ability, you know, you don't have a Trey Lance. Trey Lance was going to be, you know, exactly what Kyle Shanahan needs. This, 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 you know, versatile quarterback, and then he gets hurt, and then Elijah Mitchell comes, and he gets hurt. Raheem Moster, he gets hurt. Now you have got another guy that's been hurt, and it's like I said, I'm just gonna, I'm just the jury's out. I'm just gonna see how Kyle Shanahan. Now you've got another, you know, diverse or a, another, you know, hard a running back that's that's gonna be hard to tackle. Running back's gonna be hard. To kind of corral. We're gonna see what he does with it. You know, and you know, I I I hate to say offensive genius. I haven't seen this offensive genius in Kyle Shanahan and his play calling, uh, his scripted plays. You know, after those first 15 plays, you know, he kind of disappears. So we're gonna see. Uh, this is Kansas City, this alumni weekend. I take off today, I go down to Levi Stadium, alumni start coming in. We have a hundred alumni coming in this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Joe Montana here is gonna be here. Uh, Brian Young's gonna get his his ring at halftime. So we're gonna see how this how this team answers. You know, um, George Kittle talked about a standard. So the standard's gonna be in the building. You know, we talk about Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh hasn't seen when, when he's gonna come, but he may show up. Uh, we talk about a standard, and and that was a standard. The standard's gonna be in the building this week. This weekend, this entire weekend, and on Sunday, all these guys are going to be here that kind of set the foundation uh, for what we call 49er way. And we're going to see how this team answers. And we're going to see how Kyle Shanahan answers. And there's a lot of pressure. You've got all the pieces now. I mean, you've got the pieces. Let's see what you're going to do with it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I can't think of a more, I mean, it seems some of this seems scripted, just how much is converging this weekend. I actually, you know, I had my game preview Written for this, I was getting ready to submit it, and all of a sudden, the Christian McCaffrey trade happened. And uh, I, you know, I thought that I had a good lead to my game preview uh, up on Athletic. You could check it out; it's up there because there was just so much going on between the Alumni Week and the 2012 team reunion. I mean, Jim Harbaugh coming back—that means that at least some of that, you know, time has healed at least some of the wounds with that feud with Jed York. Uh, the the parallels between obviously the 2012 49ers and the and, and the Shanahan 49ers as far as making it far but suffering gut wrenching defeats are undeniable. So I mean you you're you're looking at all these things that are happening at once and you're like wow the Chiefs are their opponent the one of the teams that handed the 49ers one of those gut wrenching defeats in the Super Bowl right you know the stars are aligning here for the 49ers to exact some payback, uh, you know, with with Harbaugh back in the fold and the past connecting to the present. And on top of everything else, it's National Tight Ends Day. And that always <laughs> happens on the fourth Sunday of October. And, guys, Jimmy Garoppolo actually came up with the, the moniker National Tight Ends Day back in 2018 by accident. Garrett Selleck scored a touchdown. Uh, I think it was against the Detroit Lions in Week 2. And so the 49ers tight ends were rolling in that game and Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the sideline and the tight ends are sitting on the bench looking at the film cut-ups after the play and Jimmy Garoppolo goes, what is it, National Tight Ends Day? And everybody starts cracking up and George (laughs) Kittle's like, I'm going to take that and run with it. I'm making it National Tight Ends Day. And now the NFL has officially sanctioned the fourth Sunday of October as National Tight Ends Day, and guess who Dave, a true will story? be on the building? That's story? a true story. That's a true story. Wow! That that's how National <laughs> Tight Ends Day started. George Kittle's a good marketer for uh, the tight end position, but listen to this: Kittle, along with National Tight Ends Day, gets with Travis Kelsey and Greg Olson to found Tight End University. I got, I, I got a chance to check it out in Nashville this year. It was such a fun time, and they're going to have it again next year for the third installment. So Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, is going to be in the building on Sunday, and so will Greg Olson because he's now on Fox's number one broadcasting crew, and they're going to be calling the game. So you got all three of these guys in the house for National Tight Ends Day. Jim Harbaugh, who obviously loved tight ends as well, right? He coached Vernon Davis, Delaney Walker, Zach Gertz back at Stanford, and Christian McCaffrey showing up. I mean, it's just an overload. And then Dennis, you're talking about all the other alumni on top of the 2012 team. Uh, it's, It's crazy that a 49ers Chiefs rematch here is like on the same level, like the, the the game is on the same level as all the stuff that's surrounding the game, right? So we, we just got this perfect storm of activity that makes this so exciting this weekend.
3: I'm, I'm going to sound like uh, old school Dennis Brown here, but um, yeah, George Kittle plays about 78, almost 80% of his snaps as an inline tight end. The last guy you know, on on the uh, offensive line there. You know, traditional tight end Travis Kelsey spends about thirty percent of the time there. Uh, the The rest of the time he's basically a slot receiver, and he's really good at it, though. But my my question is, how does a guy who really isn't playing tight end become the founder of tight end university? And uh, uh, just just a little different uh, way that uh, those two guys play, but they they get compared a lot, and. Fantasy football kind of dictates which guy is, is awesome and which guy is trash. And uh, uh, my point is that uh, poor George Kittle just doesn't get as many pass catching opportunities as, as Kelsey does. Kelsey's essentially a, uh, a wide receiver, he should have uh, founded uh, slot receiver U. Uh, that that's more uh more his style, but that that's just just my my social commentary, Dennis. You can you can run with that if you want.
1: (laughs) And you know, Kelsey's a what? He's an overweight receiver, right? So (laughs) you know, he is an overweight slot receiver, but he's good. Yeah, he's he's oh, he's terrific. He's terrific at what he does. He's He's just not a he's just not a big blocker. Yeah, he's he he doesn't want to block. George Kittle doesn't mind blocking. George Kittle's he's that throwback. That that throwback tight end, like you said, he's he's a last person in the line of scrimmage. He's he's a Brent Jones, but but a whole lot faster. I mean, he's a guy you get the ball. He's a big play, and he's he hasn't really had that breakout game yet. And you know, I'm still waiting for that to happen. And, and this could be a great week. And you talk about Kelsey. I mean, you this is a this is a beat up defense. <laughs> you know, we, we we we're I think we're focused on you know Christian McCaffrey coming here and 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 we're focused on this is going to be alumni weekend but it's going to be the Chiefs and the Chiefs are a pretty dang good football team and they lost last week so you know and and this is an opportunity for the 49ers we talk about that Super Bowl this team is completely different from that Super Bowl team Jimmy Garoppolo's here George Kittle's here those guys are here but it's a different team it's a different defense and this defense it's not going to be on the field. Nick Bosa, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the deal is with Nick Bosa this week or the the cornerbacks who's going to be playing cornerback. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, one of the better quarterbacks, probably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And this is a beat up defense. Um, and how do you defend? How do you defend it? And and we're going to see how we do it this week. And, you know, this patchwork defense and can they and can they play their best football game? Because you have to play your best football game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they are coming to town. And I, I'm excited. I love football like this. Um, you know, guys have to show up. You have to play well. I mean, you you, you can't make mistakes. Uh, so I'm excited about this weekend. On top of everything else,
2: well. Let's talk a little bit about the injury situation that you mentioned. The Forty ers seem to be healing up. I think on the Bosa front, it looks promising. I mean, he's practiced in limited capacity, but he's practiced on – Uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday is more just of a walkthrough pace, so that Thursday practice is key. Sansa Mebukom back out there. So it looks like the 49ers will have their edge rushers. They're probably not going to have Eric Armstead, so the tackle situation will still be sketchy, although I think Atlanta was better able to expose the 49ers' tackle situation because they're a power-run team. They were really committed to that uh, part of their game. Kansas City, they, they like to throw the football a lot, right? And, you know, I don't know if they're exactly built to take advantage of the 49ers uh, tackle situation. So I think in a way that weakness due to injury might be a little bit shielded in this game, but of course the Chiefs will uh, put pressure on another weakness and that is the health of the 49ers secondary. Jimmy Ward's been experimenting with a club one day and then kind of a cast the other day that, that protects the the fingers on the broken hand. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it on, on Thursday, but he's he's experimenting this week. We'll see if he plays. Talano Hufanga is progressing through concussion protocol, and Charverius Ward did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. But if there's a player who doesn't need the practice ahead of the Chiefs game, it's a groin injury for Charverius Ward, by the way. Uh, it is Charverius Ward, because he had three training camps against Patrick Mahomes. So he knows the ins and outs of, of the Chiefs, and that's one reason why the 49ers would certainly like to have him on the field. We're also waiting to see if Jason Verrett might play. Uh, It's probably more likely, though, that the 49ers... Still, you know, bide their time with Jason Verrett to avoid disaster there, like uh, the 2019 season when he got roasted in those three snaps against Pittsburgh. So uh, the the cornerback situation for the 49ers is definitely sketchy right now. It's on uneven footing, and that's what Patrick Mahomes can really expose. You talk a lot about Kelsey. Well, one thing, guys, that Kelsey's really good at, maybe the best in the league at, is finding how to get open after the play is extended. And we know Patrick Mahomes is good at extending the play, right? So these plays that take four or five seconds, you know, the longer ones where Mahomes is running around, Kelsey knows how to find the soft spot in the defense. And then he knows how to angle his body, uh, you know, even if there is good coverage to, to to shield off the defender and make the catch. It's going to be a big challenge for the 49ers to, to stay with him. And I think that's why this defensive effort, Matt, has to start with the 49ers defensive line. It's a good Chiefs offensive line. It wasn't a great Chiefs offensive line, I thought in in the Super Bowl nineteen. The forty the thirty one pressures. Nick Bosa had fourteen, and he got held, and nobody called it on that play. But uh, and 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 in, in yeah, and the we next know year, which right, play you're talking but, about, right? Yeah, yeah, we know which play I'm talking about. Then the next year against the Bucks, it was. It was even even worse for the Chiefs. They got overrun and they couldn't score a touchdown. So they went back to the drawing board and they have brought in a good offensive line. We're talking top five pass block win rate. Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle. Uh, Joe Thune, one of the best guards in football at left guard. Creed Humphrey, they drafted at center. This is going to be a titanic matchup between the 49ers edge rushers and this Chiefs offensive line. And the 49ers need to win that battle and keep Mahomes in the pocket Because I think anybody, even a healthy secondary, struggles to cover a a guy like Travis Kelsey once he starts roaming around more than three seconds uh, from the snap.
3: Yeah, and we should note that uh, there are a lot of uh, 49ers edge rushers who are on the injury report this week. Uh, Bosa with his groin, he's going to play. Um, Drake Jackson has an Achilles. He's going – no, he has the knee. Um, He's going to play. Uh, Samson Ebucom has the Achilles. He's going to play, but I mean, we, we saw in, uh, in Atlanta that Ebucom was in and out of the lineup. It, it was definitely affecting them. So uh, the overall health of that group is, uh, is questionable. And uh, you're right. They, they, they really need to step up if they're going to win this game. That, that has to be a, uh, a decisive win for the 49ers, I think, um, because uh, the, the Kelsey and Mahomes connection is a fantastic one. Um, of, of the 11 offensive starters in that Super Bowl uh, for the 2019 season, the only two guys who are still in the offensive uh, starting lineup for the Chiefs are Kelsey and, and Mahomes. Uh, so they, they have a lot of background together. Uh, Kelsey has a lot of license. Um, he's, he's the king of the option route. Uh, they, they allow him to basically go wherever he wants in a play, and uh, they trust him to find the openings to, to kind of exploit the weaknesses, and he's very good at that, and Mahomes is, uh, is just as creative, and he's very good at finding him. So that's, that's sort of the key. Get pressure on Mahomes, keep him in the pocket, and keep your eye on uh, Travis Kelsey, because uh, on those plays where Mahomes does scramble, especially in the red zone, that's the guy that they're looking for. Uh, Travis Kelsey. So, uh, I, I don't know if Hufanga is gonna play. I don't. I don't know if Ward's gonna play. But uh, those guys have to keep an eye on him. Obviously, uh, Dre Greenlaw and uh, Fred Warner do too. This is the strength of the of the 49ers team. They're good in coverage. Um, they're they're strong at linebackers. So, uh, it'll it'll be fun. Um, it 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 is remarkable that Patrick Mahomes. I think this is his first game um uh in the bay area or, or against the 49ers at levi stadium and uh here we are at the very end of our our podcast and we're we're only kind of uh, talking about him now but uh, it just kind of underscores all the things that are going on on sunday
2: yeah so i actually got to cover a patrick mahomes game and i believe it was 20 18 against the Raiders at the Coliseum and what was neat about that is I, I got to talk to him in the locker room after the game because his dad MLB pitcher had pitched in the Coliseum so he got to Patrick Mahomes got to uh, play football and you know he threw some some seeds in that game in the same in the same stadium that his dad had pitched in uh believe for the the rangers but don't 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 quote me on that. Anyway, that that was cool, uh but now Patrick Mahomes will get to play at Levi's Stadium. Matt Dennis Dennis had to leave, so Dennis won't get to say bye to us today. So it's just uh me and you. He had, he got called into a meeting. So how about we go here for a few more minutes and I have a perfect out for us right now. It's it's Friday morning as we're recording this. You guys will hear this shortly after. I'm tracking Christian McCaffrey's private jet flight from Charlotte to San Jose. He lands in five minutes. It's at 10.42 a.m. So uh, we can can carry this through until Christian McCaffrey lands in the Bay Area. And uh, then I'm guessing he's going to be whisked away to the facility. He might be around at walkthrough and practice. And I'm predicting that he plays this week and – he starts out in the red zone, and you know what? The red zone might determine this game, right? 49ers need to try to hold the Chiefs to three when the ball does get to the red zone. That's when you have to save, you know, you save your best blitz bullets and your schematic advantages for those crucial snaps in the red zone. And on the offensive end, uh, you know, talking about schematic advantages, I think McCaffrey might give you some, and you use him there on Sunday.
3: Uh, are you going to yell, touchdown, uh, Christian McCaffrey, when he when he uh, hits the runway?
2: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, uh, that's a tweet idea right there. You can have it if you
3: want. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, it, it'll be very interesting because, uh, you know, when they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, remember the, the last time there was this kind of this hype, this kind of follow the guy's flight to the Bay Area. Uh, that that uh, trade occurred around Halloween and he didn't get into a game until December of that year, 2017. Obviously, it's a far different position um, and and uh, Garoppolo had to learn a lot more. And then uh, I believe the other big trade, Emmanuel Sanders, he was traded on a Tuesday, arrived on a Wednesday and played on the Sunday against the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey, by the way. Um, but uh, that was, uh, he, you know, he had three practices. He had, he had a nice ramp up. Now it's going to be uh, I don't even know if he makes the, uh, the walkthrough. He, he might only get a uh, one practice and then some meetings. So whatever his role would be on Sunday, uh, it's going to be minimal. Um, the big game or his first big game will be against the Rams the following week. And uh, I just think that that's so interesting because uh, I've heard that the Rams were heavy, heavy in this along with the 49ers, and the 49ers basically had to outbid the Rams. And I'm sure Christian McCaffrey's preference for the 49ers, given the, uh, the Shanahan-McCaffrey connection there, was a was a big part of that. But, um, you know, we're talking about how the, uh, the 49ers could use some uh, backfield pep. The Rams could use it even more. I mean, uh, Cam Akers is disgruntled. He's on the trade block, supposedly. Uh, Daryl Henderson's averaging less than four yards a carry. The, I think the Rams rank, uh, rank 31st in rushing. So, um, you know, the, the Rams were, were were desperate to kind of pull off a very Rams trade and the 49ers beat them to the punch.
2: They did. Uh, F them picks, right? And I think that was the headline of your, your of your story up there. The 49ers going for Yeah, we need, we need for, to do some uh, t-shirts broke.
3: now. You know, get, get some uh, get some money off of this.
2: It didn't take people long to find the funniest picture of John Lynch with a grin on his face and put that put that text in there. And I will <laughs> admit, I retweeted one of them. I laughed. I thought it was funny. It's 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 good stuff. But I mean the the, the, there's more urgency now than ever for this 49ers roster to go you know into more of a win now mode uh, the core isn't getting any younger right and on top of that you know we should talk about the finances of this it's only going to cost the 49ers about 690,000 dollars in 2022 cap space for Christian McCaffrey so that i mean that was very appealing to them because the Panthers had rather inexplicably uh, restructured his contract not too long ago. And that meant that they they take on more dead money here because they've already paid out some of that former base salary as a signing bonus. That, that works well for the 49ers because in 2022, they still have over $4 million in cap space because McCaffrey cost them hardly nothing. I mean, he's going to have one of the smallest cap hits on this 49ers team, even though he's one of their star players now. It's in future years that McCaffrey's cap hits go up to, 12 million and the 49ers have him un- under contract for three more seasons beyond this, up until basically age 30. He's 26 years old right now. But the thing about that, Matt, is that it's not guaranteed money. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm very interested to see if a there's a renegotiation here or if you know this is something that was already agreed to in principle, if they would sit down and they would find a way to adjust this or if it's going to be like a wait and see. Well, let's wait and see how McCaffrey does because the 49ers will ultimately have some leverage in this situation because the money isn't guaranteed. However, they did lose a little bit or a considerable amount of leverage when they spent so much draft capital on McCaffrey, right? When you spend those four picks, you're saying, hey, w- w- we want you to be more than a rental. Right, and uh, I'm fascinated to see how this is going to work because the 49ers can certainly afford him for this year. Moving forward, the cap is expected to increase. That's probably part of the 49ers' confidence and giving up so many draft picks. But either way, they're going to have to find a way to make this financially work for the long term.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, they it does seem like they painted themselves into a corner with this. Uh, what what do you think the uh, the the grand compromise is? Because they obviously had to have thought about it. Um, I don't know if they've, they've started to negotiate with uh, uh, McCaffrey's agent on this, whether that was part of the deal. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a short-term rental like uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and the, the Jimmy Garoppolo trade occurred in his contract year, so it was sort of a, almost a tryout for him. And he, he, he certainly nailed the tryout and got paid handsomely as a result. Um, But this one's a little bit different because there is an existing contract. It's not great for the for the acquiring team in in future years. And uh, although he's only 26, uh, like I said, there's there's already a lot of wear and tear. There's already a lot of uh, snaps that he's played. So how do you kind of see them navigating this, uh, the, the contractual part of it?
2: Yeah, I think that there's at least, you know, maybe not an agreement in principle, but I think there's an understanding between both sides that this this will be revisited. I think that everybody is still kind of uh, you know, working you know, working in the fog as far as what this salary cap explosion that's expected in the NFL uh, will mean for for teams. But I think the assumption is that wealthy teams like the 49ers will be able to st- stock up their team via free agency and veteran players uh, more heavily than than through the draft, right? So I think that the cap explosion uh, will, will benefit teams like the 49ers who have cash to spend and who would rather, uh, you, you know, Build their team around proven veterans like Christian McCaffrey than through the more cost controlled way of the draft. So I think there will be flexibility to pay Christian McCaffrey, but you still have to do so within reason. And so much of how much he's worth moving forward uh, will be contingent on how he performs this year. If he performs at 2019 levels, that was a 1,000, 1,000 season, that was the last time that Christian McCaffrey was healthy for a full 16 games. Well, then I think he's easily worth that 12 million cap hit that's coming next season, especially with the exploding cap but even then if you're the 49ers and you still need a maneuver around some room you might want to you know renegotiate his deal give christian mccaffrey a little sweetener say hey you know if we re- renegotiate your deal right now you get a bunch of cash up front with this signing bonus and then we could spread your cap hits out either way both sides have some leverage here because the 49ers uh, the 49ers are staring at Christian McCaffrey. who has no guaranteed money beyond this season, but Christian McCaffrey is staring back at them saying, well, you spent four picks on me. You want more than half a season of me, right? So right. I think that's how it's going to work. And I think that if the parties like each other, they have a good relationship, they'll, they'll come to a reasonable agreement.
3: And if they don't, then uh, the 49ers will try to do a, a, a Rams maneuver, which is trade for a guy and then, a couple of years later, uh, trade him again and recoup some of the the picks that you lost. Uh, that, that's that been their, their M.O. over the last uh, –
2: since 2018. Well, Matt, I, I have to get down to, to San Jose because Christian McCaffrey's about to land. Uh, so Santa Clara, I guess. But well, why don't we go to predictions? Dennis will be happy that he had to leave early since he doesn't have to give a 49ers Chiefs prediction. I'm convinced that's why he skipped out on us. So uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game on Sunday?
3: Well, I mean, uh, I sent you my prediction last night uh, before this trade went down, and I I predicted the 49ers would would win. I thought they would sort of go into uh, Rams week mode where they, uh, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, double down on their running game. They isolate the opposing defensive tackle instead of Aaron Donald. It's Chris Jones this time. Um, and uh, I think they'll have a little extra boost now. i don't I don't know how much uh, christian McCaffrey' is going to play, but the the trade itself, I think uh, we're gonna find today that has added a little bit of uh, energy and life to the 49ers, which is a big deal considering they're not very good on that first game back from the uh, the the, the two game uh, east east uh, East Coast trip that they've done in in recent years so, um, I think they win. I think uh, it's going to be 27, 24, 49ers. And
2: you literally gave that prediction just as my flight tracker changed from landing shortly to just land it. you go. Touchdown,
3: uh, Christian McCaffrey.
2: Flexjet 522. <laughs> I wonder if that flight number is an homage to Christian McCaffrey's number. Can they pick their flight number with these private jet flights? Because 5 was his Stanford number. And... 22 was his Panthers number. Oh, my God. We might have a clue here. Well, I don't know if yeah, you can have either Yeah, this is going to be a
3: nice nugget to ask him.
2: I will definitely ask him. That's, that's funny. Anyway, he has landed, and I stole your tweet idea a little bit. This is what I just tweeted. Christian McCaffrey has his first touchdown with the 49ers. He has landed in San Jose. McCaffrey is back in the Bay Area.
3: Nicely done.
2: Yeah, I I credit you fully. Um and, and <laughs> <laughs> So so our listeners will have that. I'll, I'll credit you right here on Twitter too. That that was really good. You're you're better at these little quick-witted one-liners. Um I think the 49ers are going to win. Um I think they're going to win 28-27. That I like that score. That's like an iconic score in 49ers history and it seems like a big deal kind of weekend. Could be a good good weekend to to recreate the the 28 to, to 27 score. So I think you just have to get after Mahomes, but keep him in the pocket and 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 help out your coverage. It might take some smoke and mirrors. Uh, and the two most powerful smoke and mirrors are red zone defense and and offensive execution. And this 49ers team has shown that it's really close offensively, I think. I I mean, they're moving the ball. Garoppolo has been good. The, the most important piece has been good. I think the pass protection has been surprisingly good. Catch the ball. Let everything flow. Use that Christian McCaffrey energy, even if he doesn't play at all or a lot, and parlay that into, into beating the Chiefs. I, I think that the formula is simple. The 49ers are at home and a good championship caliber team takes takes care of business at home. So that's my prediction.
3: I think it's a good one. It's, this is going to be one of the you know more fascinating games that we've, uh, we've seen in Levi's Stadium uh, in a long time.
2: Yep, will be awesome. I'll get there early and my phone will probably die from all the pictures and videos that I have to take of all these guys before the game. Will be cool though to see McCaffrey in the same 49ers colors that his dad wore in his final 49ers game, uh, the Super Bowl, to close the 1994 season. Ed McCaffrey playing under Mike Shanahan back then. A lot of history. We'll tie it all together. All right, for Dennis Brown. And for Matt Barrows, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you after the game on Here's the Catch.